Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Dice and pipes coming at you through the black abyss of Latakia smoke and weird Japanese shit that I'm stuffing into my body. Find us on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Reddit. Like a tentacle? Yeah, like a tentacle. Like, what, did you say tentacle? Tentacle. I think you said No, I don't think so. We'll let that one slide. Tentacle. 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 <laughs> Botanical. Like fucking tomato. Tomato. Mm. Uh, this is, of course, Dyson Pipes, your number one source for disinformation about pretty much everything. Yeah, that's fair to say. <laughs> uh, hey, Chris, what's going on? Not much, Brian. How are you? I'm great. What do we? Uh, I alluded to the stuffing Japanese things into my body. What we got? A, we got a rare gift here. This is some English tobacco straight from Japan. It's English tobacco from Japan. Th- that's all it is. Okay, Asuka. Oh, cream of some young guy. Duck souls. Yes, 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 yes. Ho ha ho ha ho chi chi ho chi chang. Wanna see my wang? <laughs> this was a gift from Japan. It is. It is. Uh, so what? It, it is in English. It, it has been established. This is a Japanese English tobacco from Japan. From Japan. Uh, what do you think of it? I enjoy it. It's subtle. It's it's for some reason it's not like your typical English. It's not very heavy, you know. Um, I think you nailed it when we were talking about this. Uh, when we were talking about this before, it is it's re- it's a really good English for a morning smoke. And luckily, we do all of our drinking and recording in the morning. Yeah, why wouldn't you? There's nothing better than drinking at what time is it right now? It's got to be like eight in the morning. It's five o'clock somewhere. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, and we are pairing this today. What did uh, Michael give us? Uh, Michael is a true gentleman. We've got some wild turkey, American honey. How do you feel that goes? It's interesting. I'd much rather have this tobacco with coffee. This is a coffee tobacco. Yeah, I agree. You know? Um, but, you know, the, the wild turkey is, yeah. You know. But whatever. If we've got Japanese tentacles, tentacles. <laughs> Floating around. Well, we got them goddamn tentacles coming up my ass. <laughs> I'll smoke and drink anything. This might be our last time that we're smoking and drinking. Tentacles. Tentacles. What's been going on with you? Man, it's been a great past two weeks. My hey, son was on vacation. You got a beard? I got a beard going. Lots of lots of grays in the in the yeah. chin. I'm not happy about that. Which is unfortunate because this is where all like the reds used to be. So all my red hairs have turned to gray. I do know that red hair is most susceptible to turning gray. Oh, really? No, I just made that up. 
Excellent. <laughs> so I think all, whatever ginger was inside of me has died. Yes. That's what this shows. Yeah, we got rid of yeah. the rest of your soulless body. Good, good. Now, the soul is like fully intact now. Speaking of souls, mm. uh, I've been watching Fighting Cowboy on YouTube. Oh, uh, yes, yes. And man, does he really encourage you to play Dark Souls. He is a big fan. Yeah. So I, uh, I fired up the Dark Souls 2. And I made it to the entrance to the Forest of Fallen Giants. Yeah. Yep. Uh, big fat Cyclops hippo monster killed me. I stepped foot into the forest, and that was it. And you me. died. Yeah. You've died. And I, I played on, I guess what the kids say, easy mode. I'm playing a sorcerer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're cheating. Yeah. And you still died. Yep. That, that's pretty sad. Thank you. No. Get good. <laughs> right? Is that what they say? Get good. Get good. Yeah, playing Dark Souls, first of all, like one of my favorite, if not my favorite franchise of all time. Um, when I started going online to try to figure out how the fuck do I do things, like Fighting Cowboy is one of the first people that I've uh, that I encountered. Because I try to stay away from that shit. Like I want to play games and enjoy it myself. I don't want somebody to tell me how to play it. But Dark Souls can be a very, very frustrating and punishing game as you go along. So, you know, you kind of look for pointers where you can get them. And for some whatever reason, I just happened to stumble across him. So he's been pretty good. He's one of the guys that I subscribe to. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I, I like him. So I got Dark Souls and Bloodborne downloaded. Ooh. I'm going to try and fight through these games. Um, I ran out of steam on Skyrim, getting the trophies. Come on, really? Well, you know what? My TV burnt out, and so I waited uh, to get a new TV. How long? I, a while. Why? I don't, I don't know why. What happened? Because I wanted to punish my family. <laughs> So I said, uh, yeah, we'll get a TV in a couple weeks. Like, what? A couple weeks? I mean, I don't use it, even though I do. But I, I, don't rem- I don't even remember what it was that annoyed me that now I'm punishing everybody. I can't remember, which shows you how, obviously, how irritated I must have been if it's only been two weeks and I can't remember. No, that's good. That's why good. the punishment came down. But we, we did get the new TV and we got it set up. And so, actually, before we started recording today, when I was waiting for you to uh, arrive, I fired up Dark Souls. And in the time it took you to say, oh, I'm 10, 15 minutes out or whatever it was, that's how long it took me to die. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not ready yet. So you lasted longer than most people, though. Yeah. Well, a trophy popped that said, this is Dark Souls. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Oh, so you just started and then died. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you made it far. Yeah. I made it through uh, where the old ladies ask you what your name is. And that's uh, yes. I made it to Majula or the Medula Oblongata. Very important that you yeah. get there. Uh, and all I knew was I had to keep talking to some chick so I could gain uh, 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 levels. Say that one more time. Oh, I love. Okay, rolling to drink. In this episode, we're rolling twenty-sided die. Uh, Ten or higher. That is correct. Fourteen. I. That sucks. No drinky for me. No. Well, uh, before we get started, on, yes. Uh, Harrison Bullet's journey through the D and D world. Every time you say that, I feel like I should be drinking Bullet whiskey. You would think so. Uh, I would like to propose a toast. Ooh. If everyone out there, uh, whatever you're doing, could raise your glasses in honor of you who. Delicious. The chocolate drink. Is that what we're drinking today? No, we're drinking uh, wi- uh, wild turkey, American honey. Wait, I'm sorry. You didn't say chocolate milk. 
No, it's see, this is my problem. So I was uh, at the gas station and I saw the glass bottle of Yoohoo, the same glass bottle that I remember from back in the eighties. So I was, iconic. Yeah, when I was a Chilchin and I was drinking it. Ch- and Chilchin. Yes, yes. Uh, I was, you know what? I'm gonna get a fucking glass of Yoohoo. So I got the bottle of Yoohoo and I started drinking it. Man, this is this is exactly what I remember tasting. Like it's a little malty, a little chocolatey. Then I was looking at the label. And it said America's favorite chocolate drink. What's that even mean? It, Why doesn't it say said. chocolate milk? That perplexed me. The hmm. chocolate drink. So I look at the ingredients list, and these motherfuckers—they got you. It is not chocolate milk. They got you. Number one ingredient: water. Stop it, you scumbags! It's mm. chocolate water. No lactose in it whatsoever. I think they throw like a little splash of milk in to give it a little creaminess. Perhaps milk is like the last ingredient on the list. Maybe they add creme fraiche. And creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. Maybe yes. they're lying fucking scumbags. Maybe that's what they are. Who makes you who? Uh, Do you know who they're owned by? The devil. Sons of bitches. Let me look it up. Now, so what would you prefer? You would prefer, you're a Nesquik kind of guy? I would prefer honesty. Well, because everyone thinks you who is chocolate milk, and it's not. Well, everybody's... Foolish because they're not reading the label properly, right? Because it says chocolate drink. You thought it was chocolate milk too, you son of a bitch. Because see what they say about assumptions. So we fucked ourselves. What do they say about assumptions? When you assume you make an ass of you and me. I know what my next toast is going to be. You love (laughs) (laughs) So who makes you who? That's the Dr. Pepper Snapple group. Get out of here. We should sue them. We should. I think we're big enough. You should. I don't understand what happens when they create a drink. Like, who makes chocolate water? Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Fuck Yoo-hoo. Wait, can we get an ingredients list? Let me get my phone. Yeah. I'm going to find an ingredients list. I'm, I want to see what's, what's in Yoo-hoo to make it so delicious. Lies. I'm getting bridge alerts on my phone, by the way. Oh, are the bridges okay? They're closed. All of them. You who? Wikipedia, by the way. You who is an American brand of chocolate drink beverage. Okay, chocolate beverage. Yes. Do you know that it was developed in New Jersey in 1928? That figures. Nothing good comes from Jersey. <laughs> okay. Oh, you have it. Number one ingredient. So for those who are unaware, uh, ingredients are usually listed with the highest amount first. So if the ingredients are milk and sugar, if milk is listed first, there's more milk than sugar. They don't give you the the amounts because they don't want people stealing this fucking lie. But Yoohoo is made of water, water, high fructose corn syrup. Whey from milk, not milk, whey. Corn syrup solids. So not only do they need high fructose corn syrup, they have to put corn syrup solids in yes. addition to it. Yeah. Cocoa, partially hydrogenated soybean oil, tricalcium phosphorate. Phos what? Phosphorate. Ph- fuck. Yeah. Yes. This doesn't count. These are scientific words. <laughs> God damn it. 
<laughs> you could have skipped over. Oh, oh no, you, you didn't. motherfucker. You rolled a one. I rolled a 20. Fuck you. Drink up. Motherfucker. It is phosphorate. No, it's phosphate. Fuck. Okay. Sodium cassonite from milk. Oh, good. So whey and the sodium cassonite are both from milk. Non-fat dry milk. Oh, so it has milk in it. So it's chocolate milk. <laughs> dry... I just said that one. Uh, salt, dipotassium phosphate. Good. Xanathan gum. I chew that. As a matter of fact, I had a stick like Ooh. all my way over here. I was listening to guar gum. Ooh. <laughs> so your gum was wearing costumes. <laughs> Marching oh, around good. the stage. <laughs> Natural and artificial flavors. Soy. Soy. There's a lot of soy in this. Lecithin. Yeah, whatever. We'll give that one to you. Okay, thank you. Mono and diglycerides. Delicious. That's where you get the flavor from. That's what's in your fucking chocolate milk. Son of a you bitch. lying, dirty scumbags. So what would you recommend? I, I, I don't care that it's... See, here's the thing. I don't care that it's chocolate drink. Okay. But it's a little tiny thing on the corner, and they've sat there for decades letting people think it's chocolate milk. 1928. Almost 100 years. 91 yeah. years. They don't set the record straight. No. That's my problem. That's what I'm saying right now. They don't set the record straight. They just let people go along their lives thinking you who is chocolate milk, and it's not. It's chocolate water. It's chocolate drink or chocolate beverage. Yes. Right. Yeah, and that's fucked up. There should be a, an ad campaign once every five years. That's what I say. Once every five years, uh-huh. reminding people that Yoohoo is, in fact, not chocolate milk. Can you see the uh, the breakdown of, uh, like, vitamins? Does it have vitamin D in it? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm, I'm just curious. No, yeah. Listen, this is what we're here for. The Internet's number one D&D podcast. It's going to educate you on Yoohoo drink beverage. You who drink beverage water. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to go to foodjucate.com. Hey, while you're doing that, I'm on Nesquik's website. Ooh. So don't Nesquik. You dare. Don't you dare. Don't you. If the, uh, if the look, number one ingredient is not milk, I'm. Uh, 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 we're looking at, because for whatever, whatever reason, it pulled up Nesquik low-fat chocolate. That's all it says, by the way. Nesquik low-fat chocolate. It doesn't say milk. Chocolate. The first ingredient, low-fat milk with vitamin A palmitate. There we go. Fucking that's chocolate a, milk. That's a fucking milk right there. You've converted me. All right. Here is... This also has gum in it, by the way. Cellulose gum. So you're chewing on plants. I thought cellulose was what fat ladies get in the back of their thighs. That's cellulite. Oh. Close, though. I'm sure it's the same. I'm sure... Plants are growing in their ass. <laughs> May it look all cottage cheesy. <laughs> so for one serving of you, uh, 100 calories, 6% of your daily value. Oh, good. How much vitamin D? You're really hung up on this vitamin D. Well, that's, that's in milk, isn't it? 100. 100%. Uh, one hundred. It, it's twenty five percent of your daily value. It says one uh, vitamin D one hundred IU. 
I don't know what that means. But you're getting 25% of your, your daily based vitamin, on okay. vitamin D. You know what's fucked up? Nesquik chocolate milk, which has milk in it, gives you 20%. I'd rather drink Yoohoo. You're getting more vitamin D from fake milk than real milk. Well, let's look at the, the other uh, sodium, potassium. What, what, uh, uh, what, what builds your bones? Uh, the chlorine? Calcium. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> calcium. Chlorine. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. There's also uh, riboflavin oh, inside of Yoohoo beverage, drink, milk, water. Uh, it doesn't tell you if there's any uh, chlorine in this. That's unfortunate. Total carbohydrates, 24 grams, 22 from sugars. Oh, here it is. Calcium. Yes. 250 milligrams, what? which is 25% of your daily value. 50% in Nesquik. See, so you're... If you're looking for high calcium, low vitamin D, Nesquik. That's the way to go. You can make up your vitamin D by standing in the sun, getting cancer. <laughs> 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 oh wow! Very informative this show today. Very scientific. Anyway, yeah. So raise a glass ah. to you who and their fake ass campaign scumbags. Uh, so let's get into Harrison Bullet's adventure. I believe where we last left off, uh, Harrison was in a cave of some description. Mm. She might be going south pretty soon. Mm. Let's find out. Ah, the following gameplay is brought to you by Paladin Coffee. Enjoy a delicious cup of amazing coffee and get you through your day. Find them at paladincoffee.com. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. The two guards at the gate kind of shoot up. They draw their weapons and they see Whitmore running, arms flailing in his Thunder Force armor, screaming bear. These guys glance at each other. Whitmore crashes into them. The bear chases him. He rolls into the torch. The torch falls into the snow, goes out. The bear jumps on top of uh, Whitmore. These guys just see one of their own on the ground, so they start attacking this bear. The bear gets up and puts its claws right in their face and kills both the soldiers. Ah! Luckily, Alford is able to, while the bear is killing his uh, the other two Thunder Force soldiers, kills the bear. I am panic-stricken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm literally standing there with my mouth agape. Like I, I have, this went horribly wrong. <laughs> um. So, holy shit! So these two guys are dead. Yeah, and the bear is dead. Wow. All right. We. Oh my god. How long have we been on this path for? From the point that we left the city. And we got to the path. I mean, you have been there for probably two and a half hours. So th- there's a good chance that another patrol is coming by. 
Holy shit. I I I I look at Alvord and Whitmore. I say we have to do this quick. Um we're going to have to pop this. How are they going to believe that the bear died? We got to drag the bear into the cave with us. Nice sneakers. <laughs> Random shiftless hobo walking yeah, by. Yeah, whatever. Nice watermelon sneakers. Um drag the bear inside and leave the two guards. Well, it's obvious that they were attacked by a bear. Okay. Right? They're going to have claw marks. So if the patrol comes by and sees them dead. Okay. So let's do a couple things. Um, are you going to try and like remove the planks uh, and of put, course. Them, put them back up? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Uh, give me... This has been the day of horrible rolls. Okay, give me a strength check to get the planks off. Okay. 11. Okay. Now give me a dex check to see how how you were at keeping them together. 20. Oh shit. Yes. Okay. So uh between you not, and not a not a crit. 20 together. 20 total. Yeah. Okay, so between you and Whitmore, you're able to remove these planks with the nails and whatever else intact. Uh, now give me... Sounds so clean. Oh, God. Give me... Give me a, just a flat intelligence check. Yes. We're switching to see if, if you're able to figure out the like how these planks should go in order so it looks natural how they should go back based on the way that I pull right, them off yeah. what did I like pull them off they went down to the ground and I'm like fuck I get yeah that's kind of how I'm picturing it cuz you're kind of rushing and I'm probably panicked because I just saw a gigantic bear right. slaughter two <laughs> right. men 17 okay uh now give me a stealth check to see how good you are at putting the planks back Oh wait! Before that, give me just a, f- give me an athletics check to with advantage because there's three of you. Okay. Uh, to drag the bear back into oh, good call. the cave. Um, seventeen. Okay, and then give me a stealth check to see how good you are at covering up the blood trail leading in and your ability to reseal the door from the inside. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 Fucking two. You probably didn't notice the blood trail. Uh, I totally forgot about the blood trail. So everything. <laughs> so now there's a blood trail going into the cave. Into the cave. That and the-, the nails are still sticking out. They're in the right order right. going up, but the nails are just sticking out. <laughs> you forgot to put the nails back in. Fucking hell. I should have right. left one of us outside. So Whatever. Mistakes of the plan. We're in. Oh, we're in. We're about to be fucking really. Yep. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. So, uh, so let me get this straight. There's two dead Thunder Force outside of this cave. The boards were removed and put back in the same order that they were. However, the nails that were securing the boards to the exterior of this cave are popped. There is a blood trail, and I would imagine I would imagine a pretty big and lengthy one that's dragged into the cave. So be it. Okay. Uh, you get inside, 
and you find a long abandoned mine entrance. Okay. Um, it's snaking and going downwards at a pretty extreme clip. At some point, you see that it cuts off and goes in a different direction. Your sense of direction is completely skewed because you're underground. It's, it's winding, going down, going up a little bit, but mostly down. Um, and you can see it cuts off. The section that's cut off is caved in. So it's, it goes out for maybe 20 feet, and then you can see it's caved in. There's no way around. So you really only have one option is to keep going down. Okay. So right now, yeah, we're, we're going to continue that way. If we need to use the rope, then we're going to use the rope. Yeah, you could tell it's, it's been intentionally carved out almost as if like there's stairs. Oh, okay. Na- more natural-looking stairs, like it's carved out of the earth itself. Right. So at this point, we don't need the rope. No, so we're not we're, going we're, straight down. Okay, so we're fine making our way down. And there's only, at this point, again, there's, there's only one path leading into this cave. Right. Okay, so we'll continue down. If you want to know more about the cave... You had to give me more whiskey. But of course. There you go. There you go. go. Cheers. Good luck. This isn't going to bode well. Okay. Uh, Once you're inside, the air becomes thick and musty. The stench of mildew and mold is heavy. And it's slightly more difficult to breathe, but nothing to be alarmed about. Do I need a canary? (laughs) Uh, Walking down the winding path, you quickly descend deeper into the new cavern. At the end of the tunnel is a badly rusted and corroded door that is only partly hanging on the hinges. Is it open or closed? It's like hanging. So if you were to like kind of peek, you could see through to the next room. And if I instruct Whitmore to push it open, he'll be able to push it open? Yes. Okay, well, that's what I do. So you tell Whitmore to go push it open? Yes. When Whitmore approaches the door, you hear kind of a... Yellow mold kind of puffs into the air. Okay. That was growing on the floor near the door and covers Whitmore. And Whitmore takes... One damage. And is now poisoned. Sorry, buddy. Shit. Okay. Like poisoned how? Like this this guy's coughing bloody murder? No. But no. you could see in his face that he is just he, Yeah, I mean he's good. coughing and, and not enjoying himself right now, but he's not like bleeding from the eyes. Okay. Alright, so I wouldn't think anything of it. I mean I'm sure. I would think maybe you just got some dust. Maybe I didn't even notice that, you know, this mold was there. Okay. And if he doesn't say anything, you know, uh, you know, I'll maybe pat him on the back, and I'll be like, shh, and we'll continue him. Uh, Alvord pulls the door off the hinges with ease. Are we proceeding? Oh, we're heading deeper into the cave. All right. Uh, the entrance chamber is littered with long dead people. I'm sorry? Long dead. Like, they've been dead for a long time. Oh, not like elongated right, people. Right, yeah. Skeletal figures, forever bound in old leather and metal armor, are strewn about the floor. And these look like old mine workers. They're just skeletal figures wearing different various kinds of armor. 
they have weapons. Give me a perception check. Six. Uh, so the bodies appear to be adventurers or explorers. You could see old torches, rotted and moldy maps, ropes. Um, you notice there's a, some yellow mold growing in the room. Uh, you see some long forgotten sprung traps. Does it look like? Does it look like anybody's been down here recently? No. So the dust, like the settlement of dust, looks like this is, it's been quite some time. Right. So is it safe to assume that the reason why this was boarded up was because of the uh, the area that we passed with the cave-in? Maybe. But I don't know that 100%. Right. All right, so we'll continue down, uh, down this path. Okay. Uh, just opposite the hinged door is a hallway. Uh, the hallway is about 30 feet long. Uh, to the right of the hallway opens up to another room. To the left of the hallway is a very long corridor, about 100 feet long. Uh, I, th- I want to explore the room, but I think... It, knowing after opening up the door with Whitmore coughing, like I, I think I want to try to be a little more cautious in entering this room. So I just do like a like a quick glance, make sure that everything is kind of copacetic as we uh, head into the room. Give me a perception check. Wow, six, dude, my rolls today are fucking awful. Okay, so peeking into the room, uh, you can see that there are oh, <laughs> mix them up. Uh, there's lots of old barrels and food that's so rotted that it's indiscernible. Right. Black little puddles, really, of food. Um, it almost looks like it might have been at one time some kind of storage area. Okay. Um, I get that just from the doorway? Yeah. Like, how big is this room? Uh, it is about uh, roughly 50 by 50 feet. All right, I'll, I'll walk in just to get a better look. Roll initiative. Oh, God. <laughs> we had dex bonus for initiative. I get a five. Okay, so the order is going to be... Swarm of Bats, followed by Alvord, followed by you, followed by Whitmore. Okay. So, uh, swarm of bats will go first, and they target. Um, who would you say was first in the room? Who's been kind of leading this expedition? Yeah, that would be me. Okay. So they're going to come after you first. Nineteen. Oh, wow. So the bats kind of swarm around you as soon as you kind of broach the threshold of this room. Uh, And they kind of swarm around your face and your hair. A couple of them are biting you a little bit, doing one damage. Uh, Alvord is next. 
and Alvord misses. Uh, you're next. All right, I'll draw my scimitar because I would think I had it away. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would just assume that it's an abandoned mine. What the fuck do I know about mines? So I didn't have a weapon drawn. So I'm going to pull my uh, my scimitar out. And probably like a scared little girl with a bunch of bats swarming around me, I'm just going to like just swing my sword in the air to try to get him away from me. Uh, Give me an acrobatics. 17. All right, roll damage. Six. All right, so, uh, like, kind of, like, running and swinging at the same time. Mm. Uh, you kind of get your bearings from the one or two that bit you as you spin around, uh, and you take a couple of them out. Uh, Whitmore is next. Uh, Whitmore hits... How many of them are there? Uh, it's just one monster type. Swarm of bats. Oh, okay. okay. And Whitmore does five damage. Uh, and Whitmore takes one damage of poison. So Whitmore starts coughing again. Wow, this guy is getting a fucking beating. Whitmore starts coughing again. Uh, it's a little worse this time. But uh, he, he bangs up the, the swarm of bats. A couple more of them fall. Uh, they turn their attention to Alvord and kind of swarm around him. But he, you know, he's he's pretty good with this kind of stuff. So he kind of ducks low to the ground and he holds his hand up in the air to kind of distract the bats with his hand and kind of slinks around behind him, uh, taking no damage. Okay. Uh, Alvord is up and he fires his bow with a hit. And another bat falls. You're up. Okay. I would think I gained a little, uh, a little confidence, being that I took down two bats. Um, I would also think I'm a little worried about Whitmore. You know, he's got like black lung now <laughs> since we're like delving into the mines. So I'm going to try to like focus my attack onto you know whatever group of bats is is closest okay. to me. It's just one group. Oh, okay. So not yeah. like like scattered throughout right. this room. They're yeah. just, just kind of hovering in right. close proximity. Okay. Mm, six. And that will miss. Of course. But of course. Whitmore is up. And Whitmore. Whitmore takes three more damage from poison. Oh man. Uh the bats are up. Now they're coming after you. And they get a 19. And they do two damage to you. So again, kind of fluttering around you. You get bit a couple times, maybe on the hands or the arms. And Alvord is up. Alvord does max damage. Uh, There's only a couple bats left. Okay. You're up. All right, again, I'm going to make an attempt to swing at these bats. Hmm. 
And I'm probably... I'm probably going to yell to Whitmore to get behind me. Okay. Because I would imagine... Like, I'm seeing Whitmore. He's getting chewed apart by these guys. It just looks like he's starting to get in kind of, like, rough shape. His cough is getting bad. He's getting chewed up by these bats. So I yell at him, you know, get behind me. And then I swing. And hopefully I don't fumble and hit Whitmore. <laughs> Fucking head with the scimitar. I rolled a one. All right. Uh, so you swing at the bats, and uh, you miss... Uh, you trip as you swing, and you fall to the ground, and you got a second one from me. Uh, the oh. bats swarm your face, and Excellent. they're biting you, and one of them ends up biting you on the eye. Oh, my God. I didn't see this coming. Uh, Whitmore is up. Do I take damage or no? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe not if I can't find my D4. No damage. That's okay. Oh, here it is. I found it. One damage. But that one damage was right in your eyeball. Right. I let out a howling scream. Uh, you're now blind in one eye. Permanently. Yeah. Oh, my God. Evens, uh, left eye. Odds, right eye. Mm. Your right eye. Uh, on the plus side, Alvor just killed the last couple bats, or uh, Whitmore just killed the last couple bats, and is almost down from poison. Uh, he's coughing up blood. The bats are gone. We're a mess. We're a complete mess of an adventuring group. I have to put my pipe down. I gotta think about this. Whiskey will help. So all the bats are down. Yeah, I'm just... I think I just stay on the ground for a moment, just kind of contemplating my life. Like, what am I doing here? So Alvord, um goes into his pack, grabs some random shit, mm. uh, and you see that he has a mortar and pestle, which is one of those stone bowls with the right. stick, grinds a bunch of stuff up, runs over to you, and starts, you know, kind of like holding your hands down, like, just stop. And he rubs some compound onto your face, rips a scrap of his, his cloak off, and ties it around your head. Um, listen, uh... It's dark in here. I can't see anything. Um, this might not be permanent. But just take a breath. I don't hear anything. Um, I don't smell anything. I think we're going to be okay. We got to figure out what's wrong with Whitmore. Tend to Whitmore, please. Give me a survival check with advantage. Uh, you know what? Medicine check with advantage. That is... Wisdom. Twenty. Alright, so uh, there's mold growing 
in this tunnel. Um, it's kind of spongy and wet, but if it's disturbed, it explodes into little uh, molecules that get into your lungs um, and agitate your diaphragm. You can ultimately suffocate from it. Uh, but luckily, between you and Alvord, you know what to do. Uh, Alvord just grinds up some leaves and uh, puts them into his water satchel, shakes it up. Alvord drinks it, or uh, Whitmore drinks it, and sure enough, um, the cough goes away. Okay. <clears throat> um, I ask Alvord to maybe just prep a second batch of it because it seems as though this is fairly prevalent in this cave, right? It, it looks like it's all over the walls. So Alvord has enough to make three batches. All right, so then we'll use it sparingly. Let's hold off on that idea then. And let's let's be a little more cautious on what we touch. Okay. Uh, inspecting the room, there's really nothing of any value in this room. Okay. All right, so I, I'll gather myself. I'll, I'll get up from the ground. I searched the bats. Do they have any gold? No. Um, so I'll pick myself up off of the ground and... Um, Luckily, the compound that Alvord made, um, you feel a, not drunk, but like medicine heady. Um, but there is no pain. Okay. So that either may be a side effect of what Alvord just put on you, or that might be like a good adrenaline. sign that you might not be blind in one eye. Okay. I mean, either way, I'm not happy. No, but you look like a badass. Oh, I bet I probably have some nasty fucking scar. Yeah, you look like Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Very <laughs> cool. Fucking cool looking. All right. So, like I said, I guess I, I gather myself. I pick myself up. I put my big boy pants on. I'm not going to complain. You're going to keep going? And we're going to keep going. What is this? Is there a train There's coming a train through this coming. cave? Yeah. There's a train in the cave. This is my sound effects. <laughs> Live. I love There's it. There's no way it's that loud all the way back there, which can only mean... It's yes. coming in. Good. But whatever. It adds to the ambiance. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's very neat. Uh, Winston. <laughs> Back when Ghostbusters was good. Yes. Uh, all right, so we'll make our way down the initial right, hallway. So there's a down. long 100-foot hallway. About halfway down, you can see it splits to the left and to the right. Uh, it gets a little dark, so you can't really see what's beyond this first intersection. Okay. We are going to go to the left. Okay. Give me a deck save. 11. So as you're walking uh, down this hallway, you hear a clickety-clackety noise coming from the floor. And you got an 11? Yes. Right in the nick of time, you dive out of the way and some kind of small claw-like device comes up out of the ground and kind of, like, slashes towards you and then goes back into the ground. Holy shit. I would imagine in trying to get away from this, I, I, I dive back. And, again, so I'm, no, I'm no seasoned adventurer, so, like, as I jump back, I kind of, like, fall on my ass into the rest of my group. And I, I just, I, I look up Amazed, like, and I turn to Alvord, and I'm like, Alvord, like, we're in an old mining cave. Why are there traps in an old mining cave? I don't know. I, I have no idea. That are still active. I mean, th these walls are carved out. This isn't like a mine. 
these these walls were done purposefully. This isn't from a dig. They look the walls are smooth. Do you think this has something to do with our dreams? I don't know. I mean, I don't see any room that looks familiar from that dream, but I mean, it's a little choppy. Uh, again, I'm just I'm blown away by the idea that there are these uh, th there's traps in a mining cave. Harrison just cannot wrap his mind around it. Uh, nobody, and it's starting to scare him. Nobody really can. Yeah. Uh, you went left? Yes. Are you going to continue? Yes. Because I would think if, if they're trying to hide anything, it would be down the hall with the traps. And again, I think moving forward, Harrison would be a little more cognizant into uh, there being more traps All along right. the way. As you're going, just let me know if you want to roll perception. So this hallway... Uh, is about 90 feet long and makes a sharp right turn at the end. Okay. Um, I would slowly walk down the hallway until we get to the turn, maybe like 10 feet in front of the turn, and I would just inspect. Okay. Make sure that there's nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, give me investigation. A, a one. You're not even sure if this is a hallway. Fucking right as rain. I'm done with this die. Let's get rid of that one. You do, however. Yes. Yes. Hear scratching noises, but you can't really discern where they're from. Okay. So I can't tell if they're coming like further down the hallway, maybe even behind me. Right. Could be you, through the walls. Right. You just hear a scratching noise. Could be rats. Could right. be anything. I just chalk it up to like the normal echoing of being inside of a, a mine that I've never right. been in before. Okay. Uh, so we're making this right turn. Yes. Uh, everything's fine. Okay. This section of the hallway is only about 30 feet, uh, and then it crosses left and right at an intersection. You can't go straight at the end of this hallway. So we're to, we're to T. Yeah. I can go left or right. Correct. All right. Well, again, I, I do the same thing. I, um, I approach, slow down maybe like 10 feet before the uh, this intersection. Just to just to check, and then ultimately, if uh, if I don't see anything, observe anything, I'm gonna again, I'm gonna go left. Give me an investigation. Nat twenty. You see at the intersection a huge spider web. How big is this opening? Uh, so all the hallways are about twenty feet wide, thirty feet high. Wide enough so two people could be passing each other comfortably in the hallway without bumping into each other. And how high? I'm sorry. It's like 30 feet, maybe. All right. So I, I would think in, in my role, can I see how high the spider web, spider web goes up to? And are there any, like, holes in the ceiling or the walls up above that... No holes. There's no holes in the ceiling. There's no... The spider webs are kind of haphazard through the intersection, kind of in the corner, kind of cutting across the center of the entryway. Okay. Um, you're not sure if this is from one spider working really hard right. or lots of spiders just over however long this has been abandoned. Alright, I look to Alvard to see if he can kind of uh, fill us in onto or into his thoughts as far as spiders go. Uh, Alvard will grab the spider web and kind of tug on it. This guy's Maybe fucking ballsy. Rip a piece off and gets a crit. 
Um, feel the spider web. So he hands it to you, the chunk that he rips off. Okay. And it's still sticky. This isn't a cobweb. Cobwebs are from when webs are dead. Right. Basically. This is fresh. Fresher. Um, and see how thick the strands are? Yes. This is not a spider that we could step on. Let's go right, Alfred. You want to go right? Yeah, I would think. Let's stay away from this right. one now. So this is uh, roughly 80 feet long. Like, is this anything that he's seen before? Uh, yeah, or he's I mean, just he was able to assumption? look at the web and be like, yeah, this is a big spider. He can't tell what kind of spider. Is it one spider making all of these webs? Or is it numerous large spiders? At least this portion of web is from one spider, he believes. And, and going left the whole way is approximately how far down? If you were to go left at this intersection, at the original intersection, yeah. So uh, we made the left, and we right. encountered the the spider web. So if we were to try to traverse this hallway, forty feet, can we see at the end of the forty feet which way it goes? You can tell it turns right, and only right. Yeah. If you were to look the other way, if you were to look right down the hallway, right, that's roughly another hundred feet, and there's a couple of intersections. But it ends. No they- no webs that you can see that way. All right, so... I suggest to Alfred that maybe we head in the other direction for now. Going right? Yes. Okay. So uh, about... If you were to turn right, about halfway down this hallway, about 60 feet, it would turn to the right. Okay. So there is no split. All right, I misunderstood. I thought, wait, hold on. I thought going down, maybe I misunderstand. So we're, when you entered the hallway with the webs, yes. Right? If we stayed to the left, that, that would had, be a, a corridor of webs. If you turned right, that's an open hallway. Correct. And then going down that open hallway, about 60 feet down, uh, it would open to the right again. So it just is a hard right. Yeah. Okay. But it also goes straight. It's, it's, oh, it's like I see. L-shaped I see. intersection. Okay. So there is no left there. I see. All right, so it goes like this. But to the left, it hard to the right. If we stayed going down the path where the webs were. Yes. I got it. All right, so we're going to head... Uh, I think we're going to stay straight. Okay, you're going to skip this room? Oh, it's a room. It's not a hall. It's a room. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. We had great luck going into the last room. Let's. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> as you go straight, uh, another 50 feet, You could. T- it, it turns into another intersection... Or another 20 feet straight and another intersection and it ends there. It's a T-shaped intersection. So you have one four-way intersection and then 20 feet past that is a T-shaped intersection. Okay. Are you drawing the map? I'm trying to. If but you want to give me a survival check, I'll give you some help. 19. Okay. So this first intersection is the original intersection that connects to the room where you fought the bats. So this is almost kind of like the primary interse- uh, the primary hallway cutting through, and you're doubling back onto it. Okay. So what I'm saying is if you there's no reason to go right. I understand. All right, so then we'll stay to the left. You want to go left? This intersection is... Wait, this is left going back through the cobwebs or left? No. So we stayed right, and then we're going to make the first left. I got gotcha. you. So now... Uh, and this is bypassing that room. Yes. Can we glance in that room? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I want to take a look at that right. room. I want to see what's Give in there. Give me perception. 
on. I switch dice, I roll a one. It doesn't <laughs> matter what die I use. These fucking game science die are like... Do you want to use mine? No, 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 no. These, right. these are good. I like being cursed. <laughs> There's uh, it's an empty room. Uh, Dude, hold on. Can I just pause for one second? Yeah. So I grab two dice, which is my normal thing. I'm going to grab two dice. I'm going to roll whichever one gives me the higher one after I just rolled a one. Yeah. Do you want to look at this? I just rolled two ones. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> Fail forward. Oh, my God. All right. Go ahead. I'm All sorry. Right. So you look into this room. Um, you can tell something is on the wall, uh, like a like a painting of some kind. And there's a desk in the center of the room. Oh, I'm totally going in this room. You're going in? Yeah, but hold on. I'm just going to make certain. I'm going to look around. I'm going to see if there's any sort of... Give uh, me an investigation. Any sort of trap in the way. A 10. You notice uh, a pressure plate on the floor at the threshold of this room. I look at the walls. I see if there's anything, like the walls, the ceiling, something that would be activated by yeah, this. There's some holes. Okay. And the room opposite. I'm sorry. In the on the walls uh, of this, so it's like a five foot hallway that enters the threshold for this room. Okay. Uh, in that threshold, by your ankles are lots of little holes. Okay. Just because I fear that Whitmore is not the brightest of fellas, I'm gonna take something and try to like, from a distance, push down on the pressure plate to activate whatever. You, you like know what using I'm saying? your sword, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of okay. like like dig down on that thing to activate whatever. Like if it's an arrow or a spear. Right. Or you some... hear um, a lot of like, but nothing comes out of these holes. Okay. Uh, some dust maybe blows out. The pressure plate does not come back up. All right. So I just, I make it a point to point out to everybody, don't step on where that pressure plate was. I make sure there are no others and we proceed, or at least I do, and hopefully everybody follows me into this room. Okay. Uh, there's really nothing in the room except for the painting. And the painting you see uh, opposite the hallway you just walked in is... No fucking way. An open-ended triangle with three vertical lines. Um, uh, a rectangle underneath the three vertical lines. The top of the rectangle is open. And on the bottom of the rectangle are two diagonal lines going down into the left. Who has the bark? Uh, Whitmore. I ask him for it. He pulls it out of his pack and gives it to you. And I examine it. Because those lines seem fairly familiar. So, looking at the bark, looks like that. I ask Alfred to take out his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're similar, uh, as far as you can tell. I mean, right. the bottom of the image is burned away, okay. but they're similar. I get, I, I would think like the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up and I'm like frozen where I am because obviously the, uh, th this piece of bark that we were given to investigate seems eerily familiar to the markings on this painting. Do I see anything else? Like, Nothing of note. What materials can I surmise? Like what was used to make this painting? Like oil paints, if you okay. had to, if you had to guess. All right, I mean, so it's not, it doesn't look like blood or anything. Give me, like that. um, I guess just give me an investigation. An eleven. All right, so some kind of paint. Okay. Oil, oil, acrylic. And you said that there was a desk in this room. Yes. All right. Before searching the desk, I want to make sure that the desk isn't booby trapped. Okay. Give me uh investigation. A fourteen. Nothing that you can see. 
I search the desk. Nothing of note. Uh, the wood's kind of rotted, kind of pulpy. I contemplate out loud. Why? Why is there a room in a cave with a desk and no chair and an image on the wall? Why is there a room in the cave with food? I mean, it's dead food now, but people were living here. Well, for all we know, this could have been quarters for the mine workers if we want to treat this like a typical mine. You hear scratching again. Is it from all around me or you can can't I? Tell. I still can't tell. Alvord notices it as well. I say, did you guys hear that? Alvord nods. Whitmore might have some drool coming out the corner of his mouth. That's awesome. Uh, nothing else really in this room. All if right. you were to leave this room, you can either go left back toward the web hallway or right towards the T-shaped intersection past the initial hallway that you started in. All right. So we're going to head right. Okay. You get to this T-shaped intersection about 20 feet to your right. It opens up into a room, and about 20 feet to your left, you can see it turns right again. So it's almost making like a zigzag. All right, the same thing. We'll, we'll take a look at this room. But prior to heading in, I just want to make an observation to see if there's any, uh, any sort of traps. Investigation. A 10. There is at least through the doorway, a large like 20 feet in circumference pile of yellow mold. As far as you could tell, inside the room, there you can't really... It, this room is small. It's about 30 feet wide, like deep from where you're standing, by about 50 feet wide. Okay. And nothing really important that you can see. Maybe a couple of overturned pieces of furniture. Things covered in cobwebs. This pile of mold, can we navigate around it, or it's... It's pretty big. You'd have to jump over it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not doing that. All right, oh, fuck. All right, we'll skip this room for now. All right. So you, if you want, you can turn left and go back toward the web hallway, or turn right and go down the zigzag hallway. All right, we're going to continue right down the zigzag. Okay. Um, so it's, it's very sharp turns, uh, and it opens up into... A longer corridor that's about 70 feet long. You can either go left or right. We're going to go right. This goes about 30 feet and turns left that opens into a very large room. Oh, shit. All right, again, I'm going to make it a... Try to see if there's any traps leading into this room. Give me investigation. 12. Nothing that you can see. Okay. Now, what can I observe in this room from where I'm standing? It's big, and there's lots of stuff in it. Lots of stuff is in, like, furniture? Furniture, paintings, sculptures, and possibly some kind of box in the far right corner. All right, we're going to slowly make our way into this room. I didn't think... I, I would think, like, somebody has a torch. Yeah. I, I just kind of assumed that okay. you had a torch. Okay, right, right, right. All right, so uh, we, we head into this room. All right, this is a 100 by 100 foot, very ornate room. There's a large mural on the wall that depicts robed individuals on their knees praising some obscured deity. 
hidden behind waves and clouds. Rotten carpeting fills the room with a destitute table in the center and a ornate looking box or chest perhaps in the far right corner. Is it like a mimic from Dark Souls? <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? My luck? I'll roll a one. Um, so all the artwork on the walls depicts like normal people praying to some sort of deity right. that I've never seen before. This is Right, and you can't really tell what it is. It's not obscured because it's rotted away. It's obscured because of the painting. The, the upper portion of this figure is covered by waves crashing and clouds. Are these images that we can take? Like, are they on like some sort of like tapestry or canvas that it's we can large. take down? I mean, it's almost as wide as the room, which is like almost a hundred feet. Okay, never mind. Um, Harrison has never been known to be an artiste, but I think in his journal, I would imagine he's been documenting what he's seeing throughout this uh, throughout this cave. Uh, all right, what are we gonna do? I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, um, like I said, I think I, I'm I'm documenting this. I kind of, I, I look at Alvord, and I look at Whitmore, and now I'm just confused. Why is it that the Thunder Force is guarding a cave that seems to be a little more than a cave-in or a mining cave, and they've never shared this information? They obviously know what was going on down here. Alvord kind of shrugs. Well, I mean, the door was still on its hinges when we first came in. So, you, as the Thunder Force, you guard a cave that you never enter to explore? Whitmore, Does that make any sense to you? Whitmore shrugs. I, I mean, I, I would think we'd go in, but, you know, I'm from Northridge. What do I know? I'm new. You want me to open that box? I'll open the box. <laughs> Thank you, Whitmore. <laughs> uh, all right, what are you going to do? So I go over to the box, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it. All right, give me a deck save. We're going back to blue. Why? Seven. All right. Um, as you grab the box, uh, several small thorns shoot out of the box and hit you in the wrist, giving you one damage. Oh, my God. But the box pops open. What's in the box? This is like seven. Uh, inside the box is a bag of 60 gold hmm. and a crossbow. Oh, that's pretty cool. With bolts. 20 bolts. Does um does Alvord use a crossbow? Not really. He prefers the he he knows how to use it, but he prefers the longbow. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the crossbow. Okay. And that's it as far as this room goes. As far as you can see. All right. I'm gonna do a uh, just a once over. All right. Give me a perception. <clears throat> On the left wall, you notice uh, a torch sconce. The only torch sconce that you've seen since being in here. In the entire cave? Yes. Is there a torch in it? No. Uh, Well, uh, there's a stick, but you can't light it. You can't light it? No. It's a stick. There's nothing wrapped around it. So it looks like it's charred like it's been previously lit. I walk over to it. Okay. And I inspect it. I kind of tug on it. When you tug on it, it pulls down, opening a hole. Oh, 
that nice. leads to a hallway that goes uh, roughly 80 feet to the left, 30 feet to the right. Oh, my God. I'm so lost. All right. We're, I want to go to the left. Uh, let me see. I'm going to let Chance. All right. We're going to go to the left. Okay. Uh, as you go to the left, roughly 30 feet, uh, it breaks to the right or goes straight back to the original zigzag hallway. Except bypassing the zigzag more towards um, the room that had the, the painting of the triangle. Right. All right. So we'll go to the right. Okay. Right uh, away from the zigzag. Okay. So as you go to the right, it goes about 30 feet and then turns to the left. All right. Again, I'm going to check. Investigation. Thank you. Six. Everything's kosher. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. You Whitmore, you go first. Yeah. yeah? No. No, okay. I'm leaning the way. I got to go. All right. Uh, you go down the hallway without incident, and it turns to the left, and it goes about 80 feet up, and then it breaks to the left again. Holy shit. All right. So I'm going to continue following it around. Okay. About halfway up, you see that there's another hallway. It's kind of kind of bulges a little bit uh, and leads to a room. It's only about 20 feet long. All right. So again, I inspect the entrance and investigation. 12. Uh, the room that you can see is pretty much empty. Uh, again, random furniture, but covered in spider webs. Yeah, I'm not going in there. All right. So we'll go back out the other way. Oh, no. You go straight uh, another 40 feet or so, and it breaks to the left. Okay. And again, investigation. We're getting a good rhythm. Yes. 13. Uh, fine. You're good. So now this is leading me back to the zigzag hallway? No, you bypassed the zigzag hallway. Oh, so I went around that. So yes. that was a different way. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we're just going to continue our way All down right. this hall. It turns to the right and goes to the right at about 70 feet. All right. Again, I just make sure there's no... Investigation. Tom Fullery. 12. More cobwebs. Or spider webs. Oh, my God. I, I I look to Alvord, and I ask him if, if he thinks it's worth backtracking to the room. I could take it. I'm sorry? I could take the spider. You don't even know what kind of spider it is, bud. Hunting, uh, I got very proficient in a few animals. And spiders is your... One of them. Okay. All right. If Take if lead, then. She's going to be on the ceiling. And her weak spot is underneath the big bulbous area behind her main portion of her body. Okay. If she drops, I'll try and distract her as much as I can. Hopefully, I can get a few lucky shots. But if she exposes that, that's what we aim for. You hit her there. Okay. I I ready my uh, this crossbow that I picked up. Okay. So because of your check, you can uh, avoid the webs as you go up. Uh, to the end of the hallway, it turns left. You can tell that this is the original webbed hallway that you started, not that you started in, but the first webbed hallway. About in between this hallway and the next intersection down, it breaks to the right in a large, large hallway. Lots of spider webs. All right. So you can either go straight back to the original spider web hallway, or you can break to the right down this large hallway. All right. So we'll break to the right. 
Well, hold on. Before I say that, down the original hallway, is there a corridor maybe that we haven't explored yet? Or Not that you can see. All right. So staying to the right would be the only like new section of this uh, cave that we haven't been in. By the way, <clears throat> can we hear, since we're now closer to the entrance with the fucking bear, um, can I hear anything? Any sort of like activity? You haven't no heard anything. Guards or anything like that? Nothing? No. no. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, we'll head to the right then. I'm getting nervous. Like, my palms are getting sweaty. <laughs> uh, you enter a gigantic circular room. Come on. The, it, it's filled with webs. Does there's, it remind me of the room from the dream? Yes. There's three decaying statues around the room. Oh, this is too creepy. One on the west side of the room. Okay. One on the east side of the room. And one on the north side. I need a drink. Centered amongst these three statues is a lone, huge statue, which is broken into pieces. Give me a perception check. Okay. An eight. So the three statues on each main section of the room uh, look strikingly similar, if you had to wager a guess, to the women in your dream. I go and make out with the redhead. <laughs> no. The lower half of the center statue almost looks similar to the painting. That's creepy. In that the large that they were worshiping ornate room. Do me a favor. Fuck. Roll initiative. Come on, baby. Come on. Seven. Oh wait, ten. So the giant spider. <laughs> Okay. Is going to be first. Alvord is second. You're third. And of course, Whitmore has to be last. Of course. Has to be. Uh, so, the giant spider goes first. Okay. And it's going to target. I guess you'd be. Yeah, I would think. Um, well. <clears throat> I did ask Alvor to take lead. Okay. So the spider drops down from the ceiling. And as it's dropping down, Alvor sees it coming. The spider just rolled a one. Alvor fires a shot okay. right into that weak spot that we were talking oh, about. That weak spot rips open. The spider, you would swear, squeals and falls on its back from the ceiling. Its legs kind of spindling. It loses its turn. You roll with advantage. Oh, yes. Do I have enough time to hug Alvord? <laughs> I, I just want to give him a oh, wait, big embrace. A uh, yes. The spider takes four damage. One from falling and three from Alvord's arrow. Okay. So I think what I'm going to do, he's on the ground. Uh, what do I want to do? Do I want to use the crossbow and keep a distance from the, I, I, that? That's really where I'm leaning with this. Uh, you said it was a light crossbow, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, like I said, I, I already had an arrow or a bolt knocked into the uh, into the crossbow. So I'm going to fire a bolt. Okay. So this thing is on its back. So now, do I pro? Obviously, it's advantage because he's prone. But like, do I have a uh, 
I can aim for the soft spot. Like, is that what's exposed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, an 18. Okay. Roll damage with a plus three. And the crossbow is uh, 1d8. Six. That's with the plus three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the your arrow slams into the weak spot. It almost squeals again. Uh, Alvord looks at you, or Whitmore looks at you real quick. Like, kind of like, uh, as he's pulling out his sword. And I scream, attack. <laughs> and Alvord crits. Crits? Come on, man. Elf, uh, Whitmore does 15 damage. Yes! He runs yes! up to the spider and just takes his sword and with everything he's got, I'm sorry, Harrison! <laughs> slams the sword down into its gut. Uh, the spider is able to right itself. Oh, shit. This thing isn't fucking dead yet? And it targets you. It fires webs at you. Uh, give me a deck save. Oh my god, a six. You are now tangled up in Thanks. the webs. Alvord fires at the spider and misses. Now can I attack with my crossbow? Uh, no, you have to... Uh, for this round... You're you're stuck. Okay. The next round, you have to give me a strength check of twelve to get out. Well, for my action this round, can I attempt to get out? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that would be my only action. Yeah. And I need a twelve. I don't think I have any modifier on my strength. No. Come on, baby. Oh, twelve. <laughs> and you break out. Oh, thank God. Uh, Whitmore is up, and Whitmore hits. Now he's proving his worth. With two damage, this spider is fucked up. Uh, it's up, and it targets you because you're right there. Right. And it's going to hit you with oh, no. a bite. doing four damage. Oh, I'm down. You're down? Yes. Okay. Just barely down? I'm at zero. Like, yeah, that took me eight. just two zero. Okay. Wait, with what? You did four damage, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That knocks me straight to zero. Okay. Uh, we're skipping you. Alvord is up. Alvord hits. Alvord kills the spider. Thank you, Alvord. Obviously, they're going to immediately uh, stabilize, help you up. Okay. And you are back. Yeah, one hit point. One hit point. What happened? You are out of combat. What happened? Okay. 
at the base of the center statue is an ornate box with one latch on it. The box almost looks like it's made out of like a felt or maybe a, a, a silk mm. with one surprisingly shiny brass clasp on the front. I would love to open it. But being that I took one damage from opening up the other one, <laughs> this thing would fucking kill me. Whatever. Give me an investigation. I'm going to go up to this son of a bitch. A five. Looks good. I'll try to open it. It opens. Oh. Inside is one parchment. Whitmore tells you to take it. Oh, thanks, bud. When you, ta <laughs> when you take it, Alvord asks you what it says. Oh. Thank you. I'm being handed a piece of paper right now. Pretend it's not lined notebook paper, and it's an old parchment. What does it say? <clears throat> and just like I'm doing now, I just continue to stare at this fucking thing, and I don't even know if I'm holding it the right way. I, I look to my party and say, and that's a good place to stop. Oh. <laughs> Fucking awesome. All right. Uh, things are heating up a little bit in this campaign. So after a, an abysmal God. <laughs> hiding of bear corpses and, and whatnot... <laughs> What was I thinking? Uh, so we start off, we're in a, a chamber with uh, corpses that I, I horribly described as being long and dead, <laughs> like aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, elongated. Yeah, no, no. They've been dead for a long time. Oh, that's what it was. Um, and then we have our first encounter inside the cave with the, the bats. How do you feel that one? Dude, I'm one-eye willy. I'm like a throwback to the Goonies now. Of I, all things that would take an eye from me. Would be fucking bats. Yeah. Like, that's not what I was expecting. Uh, I think it's important to note at this point, I'm not sure if we've actually brought this up yet. The way this campaign is designed is right now you're a level zero character. Correct. Uh, and I'm asking you to make checks knowing that you have no proficiencies in anything. Everything that you roll is a flat 20. Correct. Uh, I guess I'm really just saying it just to kind of get myself back into the rhythm of what are we rolling? What are we rolling for? Right. Uh, but it's important to know that as of right now, you're a level zero character. Uh, and I think it's good to point out, because I don't know if we've ever pointed that out before. I don't think we have, yeah. This campaign uh, I designed from the ground up with the intention of having one player. Uh, right now, you have a couple of buddies. You know, you got uh, Alvord and, and Whitmore. <clears throat> but your character itself, we're trying to portray as just a dude who got stuck into this weird situation. Right. Uh, so speaking of weird situations, uh, let's talk about the cave. What, what do you think so far? I think it's great. I think it's fun. I think it's fun as a player listening to the like the GM describe what the cave is, like the turns and and like the different shit that you encounter in the cave, and then you as the player trying to map it out. And then it's it's pretty cool at the end when we tried to compare maps and how off we were. Do you think? 
So part of me does not want to use compass directions because my thinking right. is you're in a cave and you're disoriented. Yeah, how would I know? But also on the flip side of that, I feel like I have to do something to give you some kind of well, like guidance starting point on how to draw this map. No, I really, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you really need to. I think it could be done more angles. Then what the compass you, you can't go off of the compass unless you tell me look when when you're approaching the cave you're heading north so the mouth or the opening of the cave faces south and outside of that compass direction goes out the window right because once you're in the cave at, like do you really think your character and maybe some people do look I'm heading north into the cave okay now I'm gonna make a right so I'm I'm heading east you know but to sit there and go, oh, no, 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 now the cave is traveling north by northwest. Like, th- that's crazy. Right. I would say, look. What if you had a higher survival skill? Like, if Alvord was navigating this cave, I think it would probably make more sense. Like, he naturally has better sense of direction, maybe. But again, me as the player, I think I need to interpret what the cave is based on the description of the GM. Now, if we were in a party with... You know, like, let's say you're GMing a group of five guys. Yeah, we could start drawing a map and then kind of, you know, talk amongst ourselves, right? And and figure out if that's what we think the cave is like. But I think if you say, look, the cave kind of goes off to the right at about, like, 30 degrees, I think you can kind of estimate where 30 degrees or 45 degrees, like, generic okay. angles kind of work. Right. And, and base information off of that. But overall, I don't think it was, I don't think it went horribly bad with no. navigating the cave based on your descriptions. I think our maps were a little off because in my mind, when you tell me it bends right, I'm a hard right kind of guy because I think of it almost like a grid rather right. to draw my cave, you know, based off of a grid. So so you uh, you find some storage containers that looks like it used to contain food of some kind. So I'm trying to lay the groundwork that people used to, if not outright live in this cave, um, spent significant time mm. in this cave. And the cave eventually morphs into, I don't want to say the word temple, but it goes from being like a, 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 a ruddy and uh, dug out cave into a subterranean building. Hmm. And one of the first major things that happened was you came to an intersection and in one direction, the, the hallway was covered in spider webs. Yeah, it didn't want to go that way. Right. Now we've set up that Debrin is a no fantasy setting. Fantasy used to exist. There used to be elves and 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 whatnot, uh, but that was a long time ago, thousands and thousands of years ago. Now it is just humans and dwarves in this place. No magic has ever been seen, which is why you're on this quest because magic was suddenly used for unknown reasons. Right. Um. Were you well? Before we get to that, I guess. You end up finding a room uh, with paintings, and one of the paintings in particular was this triangular-shaped image that matches most of the images on this piece of tree bark, your evidence, the only piece of evidence that you have from what happened in Northridge. Uh, So I guess what's going through your head when you see that? Well, putting myself in, in, I guess, Harrison's shoes would be, look, this guy's just a portmaster, and now we finally like uncovered what maybe is a, a possible clue, something that ties to this uh, to this piece of tree bark. I, I 
he probably feels very small in this great big world that surrounds him, and he has no idea what the fuck is going on. He just had his, right, the, the bat attack had happened, so he's blind in one eye. He's now encountered, you know, something that matches the bark. So I think maybe a little encouragement. You know, he's thinking he's on the right track. What track that is, he has no idea. But he's on the right track, you know? Right. Um, now, we, we've talked about this a little bit off mic. So I guess now is as good a time as any. Uh, you are very skeptical, I feel like, about this entire operation that you're on right now. Yes. So are, is, are you concerned about your family? Do you think that... I guess you're, you're the, the, the root of all of this is with the guy who sent you on this mission, this Alexanderson guy. Right. I almost feel like my family has been taken hostage. And the outcome of them is predicated on the success of this mission. Now, I think beyond that, you know, if I die on this mission, I'm sure no harm comes. I don't even know what to expect. But in Harrison's mind, I think he feels as though, like, his family is being used as incentive to find clues, again, to be able to report back to Alexanderson that whatever information that I can gather in order to save my family. So I think that's basically what Harrison is is working off of right now. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. You know, he just... The guy's a fucking portmaster. Now, uh, I think we've mentioned this before, but we do record our gameplay sessions in bulk. Um, We still have quite a bit already recorded, so we're kind of playing fast and loose with what Harrison knows at this point as we're recording this right now. Mm. He already knows more, so I guess these questions are a little abstract, but you find this image... And then later you find a mural that's painted of uh, people worshiping some, it appears to be worshiping some kind of being that is obscured by clouds and waves. Um, I'm picturing like on the edge of a coastline and there's waves crashing and this fog and these clouds that are obscuring the top half of this deity. So you find that. Where are you going as far as what you think is happening here? Hmm. Harrison, I think, is is put in this position that overwhelms him. Um, and now at at this point in the campaign, I I think he's seeing that there are, there are things that exist that he's not quite ready to comprehend. I I don't think anybody's ready to really comprehend it, whether it's him or, you know, the rest of the guys in his party or anybody who would stumble upon this cave. I think Harrison maybe feels as though this is the reason why this cave is under heavy guard. There's this big secrecy um, in Hexley about this cave. You, you have, you know, Thunder Force guarding this cave, and, and for what purpose? And now that we're in here, unfortunately, two Thunder Force are dead because of it, and a horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible cover-up job. 
Um, but I think he's starting to see that this is the reason why. And and where is this leasing? And where is this leading? I'm sorry. Fuck me. Let me roll. Fifteen. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Thank God. Um, Harrison, by by nature, is uh, he likes to question things. You know, he's a port master. He wants to make sure that what's coming into his port is is correct, and you know, so he he's going to question things. So, um, I think he's starting to to see the the bigger picture, even though he doesn't understand right now what the bigger picture is. But he feels as though this has something to do with it. There, there's something going on in this cave that's going to start to connect the dots. For the mission that he's on, he just doesn't know what it is yet. Now, what led you to this cave was a dream, correct? Uh, and that's obviously going to come up later. But it sounds like you're starting to get aware that there's more things at work than just this simple attack and just this simple mission. You, uh, mm. you end up having no choice. Well, I guess you always have a choice, but you end up going into this room covered in cobwebs and uh, it's a big antechamber. Is that a real word? It's like a big circular, almost ball carved into the earth. Uh, And there's three feminine figures praying to a destroyed statue. So you still have no idea. The statue appears, the lower half of the statue that's still in existence that hasn't crumbled away appears to match the the mural that you found earlier. Right. Um, some fucking scumbag DM made sure that you couldn't see what the statue actually was. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> uh, but you end up encountering this giant spider. Uh, now, we we mentioned that Debrin is a no fantasy setting, and now we have giant spiders. And I feel like that still works. Even though it's it's a no fantasy setting, you know, in the realm of D&D, Especially in no fantasy setting, I don't have a problem with giant animals. Um, I can I can find a leap of logic where they would exist. So this giant spider drops down, and uh, you have a fairly brief battle. Mm. It it's hard with because Whitmore, Alvord, I never really assigned a level to until later. So I I picture Alvord as like a level one or level two ranger. Whitmore as a level one, level two fighter. And then you have you who's a level zero. So finding interesting things to fight in the monster manual uh, has proven to be difficult. So I took a giant spider and I nerfed it a little bit. But how do you feel like that went? Outside of the bear, I th- it was probably like the most fun encounter so far. And we get into a much more exciting encounter as we uh, as we go on. But so far, yeah, the the spider was it was memorable. I think it was the first fight that the three of these characters have been involved in that was like outside of anything that they've really ever experienced before. You know, a bear is a bear. You know, you 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 know what a fucking bear is. You've seen one in the woods. Yeah, you've heard about it through stories. I mean, up, to, it, up a, to this point, I threw two bandits at you. One of them ran away, right. and that really was just to kind of get your dick wet again as far as fighting goes. Right. Uh, then the swarm of bats was was meant to be a throwaway, <laughs> and it turned out to be uh, pretty significant. Yeah. <laughs> those those you got a, you got a cold hand on those uh, on those dice. <laughs> um, 
so the spider was really meant to okay, you've got a couple. Oh, and and the fight in the bar, right? Um, which that, again, that wasn't really a throwaway. That was more just no, it was not a product of Whitmore, less than lethal encounter. Prick. He is such a prick. Uh, he's all right. Sure, sure he is. <laughs> um, the spider was the first time where I was going to kind of let go and see where things. The only thing I really did was, like I said, I nerfed the spider and I gave it a weak spot that gave you special conditions if you hit the weak spot, which I think both you and Alvord hit. Right. Um, because, again, I think you're doing 1d4 damage flat. Yeah, no, nothing significant yeah, at all. If you actually hit. Right. Which I think is cool. Yeah, which is fun and no modifiers. So it right. just shows you what like a commoner you know, would be doing when, when you encounter something that you know, is obviously trying to kill you. You know, it's pretty cool to see from a, from a commoner standpoint. And, and that's what I think is, is awesome about this. I, I think you, you take, like, level one or level two characters, and my character, which is nothing, you know, he's just like an average Joe Schmo citizen in Northridge, and now he's, like, put into this campaign setting, and now you're, you're starting to unravel, and, and you'll see beyond this episode what starts to happen, which is amazing. You, you start to unravel this mystery that's surrounding the attacks in Northridge. It's 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 very cool. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. All right. So with that, uh, make sure to check us out on the Insta chats and the Twitter grams and all that bullshit. Yes. Uh, Dyson pipes. And don't forget, if you're listening to this, we also release uh, Warhammer along with this with uh, Bannon Spayburn and his. He's exploits. a bit psychotic. He is. He is. Just a little. A tale of two campaigns. Yes. You got a guy who's just trying to figure it out and a guy who's just trying to kill as many motherfuckers <laughs> as humanly possible. Uh, whatever. Uh, all right. So we'll see you guys next week and uh, enjoy the other show. Ooh. To you who. Class action lawsuit. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. That's what I say. Uh, to Osasco Tobacco. Oh, straight from Japan. Thank you, Matthew. And two uh, weird cave drawings that are creeping you out. Better that than giant spiders. Two dice and pipes.